Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is the On the Pony Express podcast. Part of the On3 network. Check out all the SMU coverage you need at OnThePonyExpress.com. Now, now. here's your host, Billy Embody. Billy Embody. One, two, three. Let's go. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening, guys. It's been a minute since we were together for a free version of the On the Pony Express podcast. Uh, been doing a couple of the members-only podcasts, which um, I can kind of talk a lot about the transfer portal freely and things like that. So um, been doing some of those to knock those out, but mainly been grinding at OnThePonyExpress.com. Uh, we had a huge sale uh, right after the AAC championship game for SMU, uh, where uh, we had a ton of people sign up. And during the first week and a half or so of the transfer portal window, it's been an even better response. So first of all, thank you guys to all you guys and gals out there who have subscribed to OnThePonyExpress.com, jumped on board with us uh, for this crazy run in the transfer portal. And um, I can tell you guys this, uh, SMU is just getting going. And uh, we'll jump into that. Um, in a second on the transfer portal front and kind of what's next on that front. We will talk a little bit about one of SMU's key signees in the 2024 class and uh, a little later on in the podcast as well. Uh, But later this week, well, actually, I take that back. Early next week, we will look at the early signing period for SMU. It runs December 20th through the 22nd. We'll talk about what to expect um, and kind of the plan for the Mustangs that are set to sign next week. Um, obviously, we'll be able to talk a little bit more about Transfer Portal as well next week on that. But the next two pods certainly going to be heavy on uh, the Transfer Portal and kind of where things are at for SMU. Um, let's go back to uh, the snub uh, that SMU got, uh, unfortunately, at the hands of the College Football Playoff Committee, uh, having uh, Liberty over SMU. Uh, looking back on it, uh, just an awful situation for SMU. I mean, yeah, the bowl teams were telling them, uh, from what I heard, that they were expecting them to be in a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, they were given indications that that was going to be the pick and what they expected, but Liberty gets the nod. And uh, for SMU, they obviously would have had to go play Oregon, a very good team with a Heisman Trophy finalist. Um, if Bo Nix does play in that game, I think – It's going to be interesting to see how the quarterbacks um, in this postseason that aren't in the playoff navigate things because there are, you know, a couple of uh, Heisman Trophy finalists that aren't in the playoff. Um, Well, three of them, I guess, Marvin Harrison Jr. too. But this this bowl opportunity for SMU is just going to get going really next week. They'll hit the practice field um, for the Fenway Bowl against Boston College on December 28th. That game is 10 a.m. Central. For uh, you guys who are out in the Dallas area or, or Central Time Zone, um, so it's going to be an early game. 
it will be chilly. But SMU has a chance to, one, kind of show the committee what maybe they missed out on in terms of having SMU <clears throat> be out of the New Year's Six Bowl. They'll also get a chance to play an ACC team that they'll play next season in the 2024 season. So um, a good opportunity for SMU to, to cap things off with an 11-2 and two, uh, season, or I guess I should say, yeah, 11-2, and two, no, uh, 12-2 and, 12 and two, uh, season. Uh, sorry, math uh, on that one, uh, not, not doing well for me uh, as I'm recording this, but um, an opportunity to get a Power 5 win for Rhett Lashley, something he hasn't uh, had just yet as a uh, as the coach of SMU so a big opportunity there to finish things off the right way uh currently SMU is uh you know doing a lot of finals work runs lifts things like that getting ready to go for bowl season while the coaching staff is out on the recruiting trail for both the transfer portal as well as uh the um high school ranks kind of finishing things up in the 2024 class and trying to lay some groundwork in 2025 check in on some of their commitments uh, in that class as well. Um, but um, let's let's look ahead um, to news that broke just shortly before I got on the podcast. Vanderbilt uh, has canceled at least the SMU game in 2024. That was going to be a home matchup for the Commodores. Uh, their schedule came out with Georgia State on it for that date instead. Um, and talking to sources at SMU, this – came out of left field in, in the sense that uh, Vanderbilt did communicate with them that they were expected to cancel the series or cancel the game, whichever one happens. I haven't gotten clarity on that as of this recording, but um, instead of maybe going about it the right way and issuing joint statements, and uh, obviously they're going to have to pay a buyout to SMU, all of a sudden the SEC schedule is released and SMU is not on Vanderbilt's schedule. So um, that is uh, quite the uh, move there for Vanderbilt. But SMU still has a solid schedule with BYU, TCU as the Power 5 opponents. I expect SMU to find a group of five type of game if they can to schedule, whether it's home, whether it's road. I don't know, but, um, the, you know, SMU has seven home games now. Um, or they, yes, they have seven home games currently. They lost a road game, obviously. But uh, if they did end up playing a home game, that would mean SMU would open up the season for the first month at home. Um, they would face a tough slate with BYU and TCU coming to Ford Stadium, but uh, to not leave the state of Texas, to not leave Dallas uh, for the first month of the season would be something uh, for sure. Um, next month in January, we do get the full ACC schedule. So that will come out um, and we'll be able to get a good idea of when SMU's ACC games are, obviously, but also kind of finalizing some of the other dates on the schedule for SMU um, and also getting them a better idea of when they could schedule that out-of-conference game. So that was an interesting thing that happened on uh, Wednesday night uh, just before we were, I recorded this podcast. But let's jump into uh, happier news uh, for SMU fans, and that is the run that SMU has been on in the transfer portal. And uh, the first two guys that have jumped in uh, are Jonathan Jefferson uh, from Georgia and Ashton Cozart from from Oregon, and let's lead off with Jonathan Jefferson, a guy who, uh, if you're an On the Pony Express subscriber, uh, he certainly um, got uh, the attention of the coaching staff early. He was somebody that um, you know we we had kind of known about behind the scenes uh, early on as somebody that SMU was not only 
going to get, um, you know, a good boost from uh, his high school coach, who is close with some of the SMU coaches, but also Chadira Uzo Deribe uh, had had good things to say about SMU behind the scenes as well. So uh, the Mustangs got some help getting Jonathan Jefferson on board, um, and he fills a major need, a, a guy who can play both nose and defensive tackle. And when you look at SMU losing Jordan Miller, losing Devere Levelson, losing Elijah Chapman, this is kind of your most likely kind of Elijah Chapman type. I know he is 6'3". He's not a, you know, kind of a sawed off defensive tackle, uh, but he has impressive size that Elijah has. He has that strength. Uh, he played in, uh, he played in 13 games over the course of his career at Georgia. He has two years of eligibility remaining. He won two national championships. He was a part of the 29 game winning streak, um, but didn't really do much on the stat sheet, a tackle and a pass breakup. Um, he had one tackle against Kentucky and, and then against UAB. He had the pass breakup in 2023. Um, in 2022, he had two tackles. And in 2021, he made three tackles. So kind of sounds familiar to maybe an Elijah Roberts, somebody who wasn't used as much as at his prior stop, but again, has experience, has the ability to, uh, to bring size immediately to the SMU defensive line. And uh, that is a, a really good pickup for SMU, former four-star prospect. And uh, that was, uh, that's big. This offseason for SMU is very much about revamping that defensive line, bringing in a nose tackle, bringing in um, multiple defensive ta tackles, <clears throat> and also addressing kind of the defensive end spots as well. All of those things are paramount for SMU to return its defense to a top 10 unit in the ACC um, and at least take a stab at having that type of a defense again. We know the, the talent at linebacker. They're still going to try to bring in another linebacker transfer um, and, and you know, address that position. We have some on three uh, insider notes uh, for our OnThePonyExpress.com subscribers. You can subscribe for just a dollar for your first month to OnThePonyExpress.com. Um, and when you look at the other positions on defense, cornerback uh, certainly takes the cake over um, the safety position, I don't think as of now they're going to address the nickel or the safety spot um, because those positions do return guys like Brandon Crosley, CJ Sanders, Abdul Muhammad at nickel. And then you have uh, guys like uh, Jonathan McGill, who uh, announced he's coming back, which is huge news. Brian Massey, uh, uh, Ahmad Moses, um, Isaiah Wachobia, all sorts of guys coming back at safety, um, as well as a guy like Kyron Chambers, who redshirted. And then uh, they bring in um, Jalen Moses and they bring in Kadavian Dotson Walker. So getting some talent, getting some depth in there at the safety position, that leaves really the cornerback room, uh, which SMU has offered Jamad McCoy. Uh, that's the only public offer right now at the cornerback position, unless I'm forgetting someone. And he's a defensive back out of Oregon State. Very, very talented guy who played a ton as a true freshman. Um, SMU is all over him. I would say he's probably the right term to use. Uh, again, he has uh, been just awesome since coming in from White House, Texas to Oregon State. He'll have uh, three years to play um, when he gets to his next stop. Texas A&M is looking at him. Um, SMU is very much looking at him. O Oklahoma uh, is also looking at him. But 
Uh, Jermod McCoy would be an unbelievable land for SMU if they could pull it off. It would really solidify the future of that secondary. I'm not going to go too deep in on a lot of inside notes. I'm just going to kind of cover things at a high level for you guys on the pod. But um, it is worth noting that uh, you can see it in their offers. They went out and they prioritized that defensive line position group. Um, and the other latest notable offers, um, certainly Anquin Barnes out of Alabama, um, who's a four-star prospect, uh, who's from the state of, of Alabama, from Montgomery, um, and is a massive, massive human being at that uh, position. One of those guys that, again, kind of hasn't really, um, you know, turned out to be a big difference maker for Tusc- uh, in Tuscaloosa. But, again, you can't teach that size. And I talked to some people in uh, Alabama that really had some nice things to say about him, and he's got multiple years left. On the flip side, a guy that has one year left, Michael Lockhart, is another 6'4", 282-pounder. I think he might be bigger than that on the um, West Virginia uh uh, site, so I'll kind of look that up as I'm talking about him. But again, they they offered him pretty early on. He started his career, yeah, six three three zero eight. So big, big boy there in the middle, um, and started his career at Georgia Tech. He's played in a ton of uh, college football games over the course of his career. Um, and the last two seasons in Morgantown, he played in 24 games, so availability check, uh, and totaled 34 tackles, 10 tackles for loss, two and a half sacks. All of his sacks came this year. He also had a blocked uh, kick um, this past season as well. Uh, And I think it might have been against TCU as I'm looking at his profile on uh, their page. So um, those are some of the, you know, notable names uh, right now that did pick up offers. Um, Unless you're living under a rock, though, uh, and I know it says undecided here on his uh, profile page, but Omari Abor is another name worth noting out of Duncanville, uh, who is transferring from Ohio State. He's kind of battled the injury bug a little bit over the beginning of his career. But again, a a really, really talented guy um, just on the hoof uh, that SMU is after. Again, there's other names. uh, There are four subscribers at OnThePonyExpress.com. But um, Omari Abor is a guy that um, has three years of eligibility remaining, was a top 100 prospect. Larry Johnson spoke highly of him uh, last spring before he, you know, again, kind of had to deal with some injuries. Uh, But – he just really, really um, spoke highly of him and just kind of his mindset going forward, uh, which is key. Sometimes with these transfers that are injured, you want to check the box of, okay, if we're going to take a risk on a transfer, we better know that he's going to work out from a culture, from a work ethic standpoint. Um, and if you follow follow Amari Abor on Twitter, um, or excuse me, on Instagram, he is very active uh, in terms of letting people know uh, kind of where he's going. Um, and then I'll note one more defensive lineman, uh, Aeneas uh, Peebles, uh, big-time defensive tackle uh, from Duke, uh, is is in the portal, and he did officially visit SMU last weekend. He's also been to uh, Virginia Tech, Missouri, um, and will go to Penn State and Louisville uh, at some point. Uh, coming up, probably starting this, you know, in the next day or so. He'll be on those visits. Uh, he's played in, um, uh, let's see, let's see the final count that the Duke site, 47 career games, 84 tackles, 13 and a half tackles for loss, four, uh, seven and a half sacks, um, two pa- uh, three pass breakups, two forced fumbles, fumble recovery. Um, his career highs of eight tackles for loss, eight and a half tackles for loss, four sacks, were, came this past season as Duke had that magical run that they went on. Um, 
I think he's somebody that SMU is just going to have to keep swinging away at. Uh, he's the number one at defensive tackle, I believe, on the on three transfer portal rankings. So he'd be a massive pickup. And also he would obviously help you hurt your uh, future conference teammate too. So um, SMU off to a roaring start uh, with that addition of Jonathan Jefferson on the defensive side of the ball. But they have a ton of work to do. Um, and speaking of work to do, I got to tell you guys, you guys have to go to our friends at Game Time and check out um, what they have in store for you guys for the Fenway Bowl. If you're trying to get up to Boston, uh, it's a unique stadium. But the great thing is, is that you can get a look at how, um, you know, all these seats are very close to the sideline there. Um, it's a different feel when they uh, bring this stadium out like this. So, um, you're going to want to see where the flash deals are. You're going to want to be able to see that uh, stadium layout there um, as best you can and and kind of identify the best spots for you overall to uh, get this Fenway Bowl SMU versus Boston College deal. Um, and that's why I love the flash deal too. Um, you know, they have the one up there tucked in the corner. They have those uh, kind of around the stadium um, for 10% off right now, but you also uh, get that notification where you can find the cheapest ticket uh, in the stadium if you wanted to. It's crazy. Some of those suites up there in Fenway Pack are uh, going for 100 bucks or so. Um, but that indoor seating is pretty clutch. So um, that's why you guys have to head to game time. Uh, they are the ones that I trust uh, the most when it comes to uh, tickets, whether it's um, buying tickets for my family for the holidays. Um, the holidays are coming up. Family and friends. I've started uh, a couple last couple of years. I've really wanted to and and have gotten um, tickets for family members to events um, over the last couple of years because you know it always just seems like oh we have clothes we have books or what have you um, but when you can get something that is an experience I think it's pretty cool and I rely on Game Time uh, to uh, help with that uh, I think they're. Uh, the easiest way for me to buy tickets, uh, it's just two taps uh, when you when you get on the Game Time app uh, and and download it today and create an account. Uh, it'll be very, very easy for you to jump on there and look at those last minute deals. Look at those flash flash deals or zone deals. And they have the lowest price guarantee, uh, which is huge. And so if you buying tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So they're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. So download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code PONY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Love our friends at GameTime. Uh, they they take care of us uh, and have for the entire college football season. So looking forward to working with them some more. Let's flip over to the offensive side of the ball. And SMU um, did get a commitment. Uh, I've kind of been waiting to record this podcast uh, on this commitment. Quite frankly, uh, my wife was kind of looking at me like I was crazy yesterday as I was going through um, just the board and, you know, kind of finalizing some articles for Wednesday. And she goes, I thought you were recording a podcast. And I go, yeah, um, I'm waiting on Ashton Cozart. And well, he uh, had some difficulties either getting his pictures or whatever. And uh, instead of announcing on Tuesday, he announced on Wednesday. So just after I left uh, Tyler High School um, 
for Derek McFall's signing ceremony, uh, he did pop out uh, his commitment. And uh, that is good news for SMU. They needed to address the wide receiver position with a big body. And Ashton Cozart is that. And I was talking with uh, a source uh, over at SMU, and this is some really high praise. And I'll, re- I'll read it to you guys um, because I thought it was really good because Ashton was somebody that I was certainly aware of um, out of high school and, and was on the radar for a long time. Um, he uh, prepped at Flower Mound Mar- Marcus. He was an Under Armour All-American. Um, his senior year, he finished with uh, 33 catches, 582 yards, and seven, touchdown, seven touchdowns with 17 and a half yards per catch. That yards per catch is pretty good. Um, without a doubt, but um, I was like, okay, well, how's this going to work? Like, they have a lot of talent coming back at receiver. They've certainly been a group that, you know, I think going into the ACC, a Jordan Hudson has to uh, respond and and be that dude for for SMU. A Moochie Dixon, uh, hopefully, if he's healthy, can be that dude. Romello Brinson, you can continue to see some development, maybe. Keyshawn Smith, all those guys, you want to see them be that guy for SMU next year. But this is where Ashton Kozar could kind of be the younger outside receiver because SMU really doesn't have that. Um, Jordan Hudson will be um, a, uh, a a junior next year, which is wild. Um, you know, he played in all 14 games at TCU as a freshman. He played a ton this year. So for SMU they're all of a sudden Jordan Hudson. He, you've got two more years of him unless he absolutely goes nuts next year, which would be huge for SMU. But during that time, they need Ashton Cozart to develop. But here's what the source says. I think he's a great kid and a freak athlete. He's coming here with a very respectable mindset, willing to sit back and learn and abide his time. And I think with the receivers and resources we have with coach Likens, he'll no doubt use his freakish talents and reach great potential. And uh, just, a lot of a lot of people had good things to say about him. I've, I've been familiar with Ashton for a while, uh, so we'll see kind of how it pans out uh, for him. But SMU did their research. I know there were a couple other names that were linked to SMU, but they go with Ashton Cozart, uh, who didn't play at Oregon this year as a true freshman, but has four years of eligibility now, um, and again brings in that big body frame that SMU needed. And and that's again, they have a group of receivers next year that if they all stick around. They have five five receivers that are in their last year of eligibility. And then the year after that, they've got two more uh, in Teddy Knox and Jordan Hudson. And then and then they, that's it. Like the, when when those guys graduate, then you're going to bring in Dalen Singleton and whoever else you bring in from the freshman ranks in 2025. You're going to bring in more transfers. They're, SMU next year going into 2025, we know that's their that's their defensive line hall that they need to, you know, kind of do this year. They're going to take care of that next year. They're going to have to do receivers. So um, Ashton Cozart, four years of eligibility. Um, Rob Likens was in home with them last week, and then they brought him in for an official visit and sealed the deal pretty quickly there. So um, that is a nice pickup for SMU guy with multiple years remaining. Uh, When it comes to the offensive side of the ball, SMU, uh, does have uh, its eyes set on some offensive linemen. Uh, they have offered uh, a few of them now. Um, and uh, I'm going to run down uh, the names for you guys. And actually, as I was recording the members only podcast, I did forget one uh, this week um, when I was doing that. So 
it's worth noting, I'll, I'll put it in some insider notes as well, um, just to kind of reiterate that he is an option. But uh, let's start with two of the big names uh, for SMU uh, that they're watching at the offensive line position. And we'll lead off with uh, the big guy uh, from Duncanville who uh, had SMU fans on the edge of their seat in 2021. The Mustangs kind of faded down the stretch, couldn't hold on to that silent commitment. Savion Bird goes from Duncanville to OU. Um, SMU did play OU this year, and Savion Bird and his teammate Nate Anderson both picked up uh, offers from SMU. I do expect SMU to be major players for both. I'd kind of be surprised if they didn't get both of them. Um, but you can kind of uh, draw your own conclusions there. Um, you know, SMU has really uh, been after uh, these guys right from the jump. They offered them pretty quickly. And uh, we'll kind of see. The competition is stiff, I can tell you, behind the scenes for, for Savion Bird. He's played a good bit of football uh, for OU, um, without a doubt. And and look, he's kind of been a spot starter. He's been kind of in and out of the, the heavy, heavy rotation. But he is somebody um, that uh, spent three years in Norman. He made nine appearances this year. Uh, he played in 10 games in 2020, 2022. Um, but now he's in the transfer portal. And um, the Mustangs uh, will see him as an interior guy. He played left guard. And then Nate Anderson uh, is uh, another guy for for OU that uh, did get some um, kind of some uh, some play um, throughout the season, um, but didn't really do much um, in his, uh, I think, uh, let's see. He was a class of 2020, so four seasons uh, in Norman. Uh, again, he just didn't do too much, um, but uh, he did play in all 12 games this past season and played in four the year before that. And then in 2020 and 2021, he didn't appear in any games for the Sooners. So, again, kind of a, a, a player who um, will be somebody that SMU can kind of, um, you know, look at and and maybe address the depth of that um uh, offensive line but one one player that I think uh, SMU would love to bring in if they can is uh Howard Sampson uh, another North Texas player uh, who entered the portal and has quickly become with his 68 frame one of the most sought after guys in the transfer portal um, he is uh, going to be uh, heavily sought after Kentucky is very much after him um, they have a lot of uh you know, he's just picked up a lot of offers early on. I'm trying to scope his offer list um, on uh, on Twitter really quick as I'm talking about him. But again, six eight, and um, he has um, uh, the ability to play either tackle spot. Uh, he has three years of eligibility remaining. His teammate, and I mentioned Kentucky because his teammate uh, Jamori Macklin uh, just committed to the Wildcats and uh, will be somebody that will probably be recruiting him to join him in Lexington. So SMU is trying to get in on the Howard Sampson sweepstakes, um, but so many programs are as well. Um, TCU, Kentucky, uh, North Carolina, uh, where uh, he did take an official visit to last weekend. Um, so that is a team to watch for him as well. Texas Tech, Cal, uh, Memphis, that's kind of the group that he's tweeted about so far. So SMU is going to take their swing at him. Um, And if if they find a way to land Savion Bird, Nate Anderson, and Howard Sampson, it's a pretty good haul 
for Garen Justice, who, by the way, don't know if you guys know to know this, but uh, Garen Justice did have SMU as the number one offensive line in the country um, in terms of uh, PFF grades. Uh, I'll find the tweet from SMU football here, but um, SMU's offensive line earned an 85 and a half grade this season, tied with Oregon State for the best in the country. The Mustangs front five was the only unit in college football to earn 85 plus pass blocking and run blocking grades. So um, I don't know what the split was on Oregon State, but they were either really good pass protecting or run blocking. I didn't watch Oregon State enough. Um, sorry, guys. Uh, SMU got into the ACC, not the Pac-12. Um, and so I don't know which side of the uh, Oregon State offensive line kind of carried things there, whether it was pass protection or run blocking. So um, for SMU's offensive line, uh, they uh, did lose Jacob Waller to the portal. Cam Irvin looks like he's done uh, due to graduation. And so they um, and they lose Hyron White. So if you bring in another big offensive lineman like Howard Sampson with multiple years left, well, you're sitting pretty if you could get him and P.J. Williams kind of as your offensive tackles for the future. And, and P.J. really loves it at SMU. Um, uh, not that he can transfer again because he's transferred from A&M, but um, he just really, really seems to be enjoying his time uh, on the hilltop. So the future is bright on this offensive line, especially if they can get these guys address some depth, address the talent, um, and keep moving on up because um, Garen Justice is just one of the best in the country very quietly. Um, I'm sure Rhett Lashley is trying to uh, you know, get that tweet deleted about PFF uh, pretty quickly in coaching hiring season. But um, you know the Mustangs have something really, really good in Garen Justice, so he deserves a lot of kudos uh, for the way uh, this offensive line has played for the Mustangs since he got in um to Dallas with uh, Rhett Lashley and his staff. So um let's see. Uh trying to think if there's anything else here. Um again, we're not going to talk basketball. I'm sorry guys. They uh we'll get into that a little bit more after the new year, but it is all uh transfer portal, uh any coaching changes um and also we'll get to some bowl prep here. Excited to keep walking strong going with Bill Armstrong. Uh, so check out epicwines.com slash pony. Get your Pony Express case in time for the holidays. Uh, that'll be something that you guys can do as well. Uh, we just you know got that kind of finalized some of our plans for the future. So looking forward to that. And speaking of uh, the, ho- <clears throat> the holidays, um, that'll teach me how to dinner right before I do this. But uh, Red and West is doing a big sale on their site right now. Um, and it's 25% off. Uh, just in time for the holidays, go to redandwest.com and uh, find the SMU Polo Collection. Um, you can see that they're, they've got a great deal going right now for both the red and the white uh, polo on the site. Um, it's down to $66.75, um, a really reasonable deal. Um, again, I saw somebody wearing it at the airport. If you were on my flight back from New Orleans, I couldn't get over there and say hello, uh, but uh, it is a... Uh, it's a great looking polo, breathes well. And so check them out, redandwest.com. Again, they're going to be expanding their lineup in 2024. So be on the lookout for more swag from our friends at Red and West and get in there in the holiday season and um, uh, fire away on some of those polos. Uh, also, I do want to remind you guys uh, it is uh, that time of year uh, to get the best gifts you can. And one of the best gifts you can give. Uh, is the official game ball of SMU, thanks to our friends at BigGameUSA.com. Check it out right there. Um, But here's the best part. Don't freak out. 
They're giving you 20% off and free shipping. That sale ends soon. The promo code is BIGBLITZ. Um, but if you want to help your boy out, um, you can also use the code BEON3 um, to get uh, a discount on your order and free shipping. So check them out. Uh, this is the official game ball of SMU. Um, and again, it's perfect uh, to kind of throw it around uh, once uh, it kind of warms up around Dallas and, and things like that. So go to biggameusa.com. Check them out. Uh, the official game ball of SMU. With that out of the way, guys, let's talk a little bit about coaching changes. Uh, SMU running backs coach Keenan Hall did depart for Baylor last week um, on Friday. This is a job that I'm interested to see what Rhett Lashley will do with. And I think when you look at what SMU is going to want to do, um, this is this is certainly a job that I think I think you could see Rhett bring in somebody who he really trusts, uh, who he's worked with before. Um, that would be something to watch. And part of that is because is everybody jumped in and said, oh, well, they've got to hire a Dallas recruiter right away. Well, I don't know if that's the case. They have a lot of guys on staff, Scott Natty, Danny West, uh, Ricky Hunley. Uh, this whole staff is pretty comfortable recruiting Dallas. I mean, they've just made it a priority um, and they keep it pretty real. So um, Tyler Foster too, you know, can't forget that. They just have a crew of Dallas recruiters that have really prioritized that area. And Rhett Lashes put the staff in place where they can be pretty successful in the city. I think you've seen. And now with the ACC, I think they can continue to do that. And they're recruiting really well. And, and when Keenan Hall left, um, you know, uh, Derek McFall, get, you know, gave him love um, when I talked to him, and uh, again talked to him today. He shouted him out, but he also said there there were a lot of other coaches that were involved. Rhett Lashley, Kyle Cooper, um, you know, Tyler Foster, guys like that. They're all involved recruiting him, and so that's why he didn't really give it a second thought. So um, he's signed today um, at his ceremony at his school. Uh, so locked in, uh, his his folks and family were were all really excited, all decked out in Dallas gear and red and all that. So it was a pretty fun little ceremony there before Tyler gets out of school for the year. Um, and uh, Derek McFall uh, puts, you know, unofficial pen to paper a week from signing day um, to end up with the Mustang. So was there for that. We'll hear from Derek in just a second, as well as his coach, Rashawn Woods. But I don't know the, the timing on uh, this for SMU. Um, I'm intrigued to see if they you know, can make something happen right before early signing period, or if they can make a move right after. This is kind of such a weird time of year for the transfer portal, for signing 2024 prospects, for coaches around the country. Most coaches, unless you're going for a head coaching job or a big title raise, or you're really, really critical to efforts to reel in new players for your team, are, are, are trying as best they can to stay through the whistle of the early signing period. And it does put schools in a tough spot in some cases when they're looking to hire their coordinator. Um, you know, been asked about Scott Simons in Texas A&M. I haven't heard anything beyond um, kind of some Twitter rumors about it. But, I mean, you coordinate a top 10 defense and you orchestrate a uh, turnaround like that with Texas A&M's group that they have. And they've lost some talent, sure, but they need to be just better coached. Um, that is kind of the the key for them. You know, DJ Durkin and that crew did have them among the SEC's best this year. And, uh, you know, 
certainly deserve a lot of credit for that. But again, AM under delivered when it mattered, and they obviously ended up firing Jimbo Fisher. So they're making some moves. Um, I don't know if it'll go beyond that, but um, I do know he's very much locked in on bringing talent to SMU. So we'll continue to just keep our ears to the ground. It is that crazy time of year with the coaching season uh, and coaching carousel. Derek King was on the road for SMU seeing Tyler Aronson uh, with Keenan Hall's spot open to be on the road. So um, that is something worth noting as well. Uh, Tyler tweeting out the picture Wednesday night. Um, what I can tell you guys before we get to Derek Fall is uh, just subscribe to OnThePonyExpress.com. It's a crazy time of year. I have some massive plans uh, that we've just kind of finalized for 2024 um, and a new kind of a new era of On The Pony Express that I'm really excited about. Um, on three has been great working with me on that and, and kind of the next steps for our site. Um, to bring it to um, a, a power five, power three, whatever you want to call it, level for you guys. So if you haven't subscribed now, uh, I encourage you to jump on board because uh, right now it's just straight transfer portal, scoop news, uh, everything uh, for you guys. But um, come 2024, it's, it's going to be it's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited about it. So um, more to come there. But let's end on a pretty cool uh, afternoon in, in East Texas. Um, Derek McFall is, is quickly become Derek McFall has quickly become one of my favorite SMU commits in, in kind of the recent memory because he's jumped into this class and immediately starts tweeting this, tweeting that at different players, different prospects, trying to get them to come to SMU. And he is just really latched in on that and, and bringing different guys to the program uh, to help him win and to help him win an ACC championship and to help him win a national championship. And I can tell you guys that was his message right off the bat um, when we spoke with him is he wanted to go to the ACC um, and he wanted to put on for East Texas um, where SMU has Demetrius Brisbane and Ricky Stewart committed at um, Tyler Chapel Hill, who will play for a state championship on Friday uh, morning in the 11 o'clock game at AT&T St Stadium. But Derek McFall, he has big, big goals for SMU, and uh, he's excited to uh, take that next step with the Mustangs. For you personally, to get to play in a Power 5 conference and stay close to home, how big was that when you chose the Mustang? It was good. Like I was thinking, like, ACC can change, uh, NFL, draft uh, stocky. I get more exposure, more more looks in the ACC, playing great competition. So in the ACC, I can really show my talent. I've seen you also, you've been stepping up online as well, talking to some of the guys that think about SMU. You got two, you know, studs there at Chapel Hill. Got one more year they're coming as well. How much do you want to be a part of the East Texas movement there to play, they can play close to home and play for a big boy program, I guess? Well, I'm, trying, I'm trying to be a big impact on that. Uh, they see me, I'm a big time recruit in East Texas, I'm going to SMU and staying in my hometown. So D, Ricky, everybody from East Texas, I'm trying to get down with me to be on this SMU so we can get the train rolling, win some championship, ACC championship, and try to win the net. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You heard him. Try to win a natty. And uh, that is kind of where things are headed for SMU in terms of the, the push. And look, we had an event uh, with Pony Sports DTX, which was awesome uh, last last week. Uh, Monday after the AAC championship game. It was so much fun at Ozona. Appreciate all of our sponsors uh, that helped us with that. And, um, but a special guest there, I can't really pump more than that, uh, said that they want to win a national championship and they think they can win a national championship at SMU. And to hear that is, uh, if you're covering it, it's certainly fun for me. I mean, that's what you want. You want the program you cover um, regardless of if I went there or not, to be that good and to have aspirations to be that good. Getting kids like Derek McFall who have that mindset is important. Uh, Derek McFall did just about everything for Tyler High this year. He threw a couple passes. He ran the ball. Uh, as his coach, Rashawn Wood, said uh, during the ceremony, he should have run it more. Um, but he uh, also uh, had about 800 yards receiving. He did it all. And He's a guy that a lot of his teammates were there looking up to him with the signing and things like that. But he also wanted um, to make make note that he wants to win a national championship and he wants to keep recruiting. And that's the type of player SMU needs. That's where SMU wants to go. And so why is Pony Sports DTX like recruiting people as hard as they can to, um, you know, donate money for defensive tackles? Well, you see how SMU can win a championship in the AAC when you have the talent. Well, you can do the same at the next level. It just has to take a next step up. And that's what Derek McFall wants to do um, is take SMU to the next level. So that was a big point of emphasis for him. Um, his coach, Rashawn Woods, couldn't have been nicer with his time, um, but you know, gave a good look at what SMU is getting uh, in the four-star prospect from East Texas. After one year coaching Derek, what kind of player is SMU getting that we got to see out here in the state? Hey, he, he's electric. Uh, when he gets the ball in his hands, he can change the game. And he showed that time and time again this year. Uh, it was a pleasure to coach him. Uh, thankful to have the opportunity uh, to be a coach that's been part of his development. You know, so many coaches uh, kind of hold that um, in high esteem because everybody's had a part in, in uh, helping him become the player that he is. And then obviously a great family, a great talent. And uh, I'm excited to see uh, his future continue at SMU. Yep. So um, going to be uh, fun to see that one uh, come across the fax machine or whatever uh, next week on the early signing period. But Mustangs have a lot of work to do in the transfer portal. Uh, we'll see kind of how things go, uh, but they're going to welcome more official visitors to town. So again, check out on theponyexpress.com. Uh, excited to bring you guys another weekend of coverage. I'll be at state championships as well, watching multiple SMU commits in AT&T Stadium. Um, it's going to be a fun weekend on the site. So jump on board today, just a dollar for your first month. Gets you through signing period, gets you through state championships, official visits, all those things. So appreciate all you guys who support the site. Um, really starting to get excited about 2024. A lot of good coming with uh, my baby boy on the way, uh, becoming a family of three. But also, uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, getting the ACC train rolling um, for SMU in 2024. So appreciate all you guys who subscribe, support the site. Um, we'll talk again later this week, talk more transfer portal stuff um, as well as uh, whatever else pops up for the Mustangs 
Appreciate you guys listening to the On the Pony Express podcast this week, and we will catch you guys next time with another edition. Thanks for listening to the On the Pony Express podcast with Billy Embody. Follow us on your socials on X at SMU on 3 and on Instagram at on3SMU. And keep it locked to ontheponyexpress.com for more coverage. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.